starting in about a minute, guys. Just got to find line a couple of quick things. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 
morning, good morning guys. Welcome. 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 Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey guys, phenomenally blessed morning. Everybody, I love the love that we get on this call, man. I really do.
Nothing can stop the favor of the Lord. Nothing can stop the favor of the Lord. It's unstoppable, unstoppable. Yes, it is. Nothing can stop the favor of the Lord. It's a little slow this morning, though. I'm excited about it. Again, last day of the work week.
from 1 to 21. If it's just one person with their cat, dog, or goldfish, we pray for their household. That you will just never let, let them feel alone or lonely. We pray for increase in every area of their lives to be strengthened, to be empowered, to be anointed, to be saturated by your presence. So that on this morning, God, we know that the power of God uh, resonates in us and it's going to do a miracle. So I pray for those who are looking for a miracle. I pray right now, God, in the name of Jesus, over every household that has been believing you, God, for miracles, signs, and wonders. I pray right now in Jesus' name for them. I pray, God, that you will move on their behalf, that you will strengthen them. We come against every adversarial attack on our minds on our hearts, on our spirits, on our souls. We pray, God, right now for an answer for our problems. We pray right now, God, for power and authority. We pray right now, God, for just your love and understanding, your kindness toward us, God. And we thank you for it, God. We thank you for it, God. We thank you for increase. We thank you, God, for healing. We thank you, God, for deliverance. Break the spirit of addiction over anyone who is struggling in any area of addiction that is causing affliction to their household. We pray right now, God, that you will remove the burden and and destroy the yoke right now in the name of Jesus. We pray, God, for families. We pray for the LaRock family, God. We pray for them right now, God, as they are preparing uh, um, for the home going on this weekend, God. We pray, God, for those who already have experienced the sadness and grief. And we pray, God, for supernatural rest right now and peace which passes all understanding that guards our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So we pray right now, God, for this upcoming weekend. We pray for everything that we do as a ministry. We pray for increase in every area, increase in our finances, increase in our attendance, increase in our Iron Man, increase in gifts, increase in people having a hunger and thirst after righteousness so their lives can be changed forever. I pray right now, God, that the, that the morning that you woke us up, you didn't wake us up just to hear something recycled, but you woke us up to hear rhema, something that will speak directly to us. So I pray for the precision scalpel of the word of God today to precisely divide the word of truth, to precisely get to the issues that we're facing, to precisely get to the areas of our needs so that now we can move forward, our family can move forward, our children can move forward, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, aunties, uncles, mothers, fathers can move forward in this world that seems turbulent. But, God, we know turbulence is only for the journey. But when we arrive, we will arrive with rest. So we thank you for it right now in the name of Jesus. It's already done. The limits are off. The opportunities are open. And the obstacles are just merely opportunities for us to leap over. So we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, it is so. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen, everybody. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Good morning, 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 good morning. Glory to God. I want to turn to First Samuel chapter 16. Glory to God. Um, uh, after we get there, we're going to be at verse uh, verse. Glory to God. I want to go. Oh man, I like this. Oh, I do want to go to verse seven. Verse seven, and I'll read a few of the following. 
1 Samuel 16, verse 7, I just want to read really quickly a portion, um, just simply one verse of Psalm 23, and then we'll come back here real quick. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My brimming cup runs over. My brimming cup runs over. Man, I like that. I like that. Um, I know that um, King James Version says what I needed to say, uh, but I like what Amplified Version says. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Runneth over, runs over. My cup runs over. I like what the New Living Translation says. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. My cup overflows with blessings. Glory to God. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. When those who don't want to wish me well, you still supply my needs in front of them, in front of my enemies. So never get intimidated by people who don't like you. Never get intimidated by people who purposely hate on you. Never get intimidated by people who don't want you to advance, people who want your spot. Never get intimidated because of them. Just know that there is a table with a seat for them to watch you eat. Watch this. Does not say thou prepares a table before me and my enemies. It says thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God is going to set up the provision and, and he's going to allow you to partake of it in the very presence of people who are against you, not just people who don't like you, but people who are against you, people who want to war against you, people who want to devastate you, people who want to take you out. God will show how much he is in your corner, and he will make the word of God true. In Romans 8, if God be for me, who can be against me? My cup overflows with blessings. Surely goodness, your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Um, all of that needs to be taken in context, right? He said, you prepare a table before me and present my enemies. You, you honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will live in the house of the Lord forever, which echoes what I've been teaching all week. When you're planted in the house of the Lord you flourish in the courts of our God. There is something about being planted in God's house that causes goodness and mercy to follow you. But it, we cannot dis, um, discount the factor of the anointing. Yes, the principles are great, but there is something about the oil of God, God's precious oil, that really selects and elects you. It selects you for purpose and elects you for, in position. Selects you for purpose and elects you in a position. It puts you in a position. It promotes you in a position. It puts you in a place that you will uh, flourish. So thou anointest my head with oil. Um, my cup overflows with blessings. Not just overflow, with blessings. Blessings. Remember I told you the blessing of 
add no sorrow to it, but the blessing literally is the empowerment of God through the Holy Spirit and the covenant of God to cause you to be successful in every area of your life. You become, if, this, if you like this, you can always heart it. If you want to become successful in every area of your life, you need the anointing. You need the blessing of God to fall on you. You need to walk in the blessing, not walk after blessing. You should never chase blessing. Blessing should be a product of, who, of your relationship, your vertical with God, that, cha- that changes your horizontal. So your vertical connection to God releases the blessing of God on your life, and the blessing of God on your life commands, uh, commands things to come into your life, to overtake you, to, to cause success. Blessed are you in the city, successful in the city, successful in the field, successful every time you walk out the door of your house, successful every time you come in the door of your house. There is success on you, glory to God. Just say it. Listen, I keep telling you to say certain stuff because you're not used to it. Say, I am successful, and type it, I am successful, which means literally you're full of success. So every time you say, I'm blessed, you're really saying, I'm successful. I'm prospering. I'm advancing. I'm moving forward. I'm not stuck. Whenever you tell somebody I'm blessed, you're telling them, I'm not stuck. I'm not stuck in tradition. I'm not stuck in your stereotype of me. I'm not stuck in your definition of me. I'm not stuck in my past. I'm not stuck in guilt. I'm not stuck in shame. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich. It advances me. It enriches my life. It adds value to me. It adds value to me. Listen, that's what you need to say. It adds value to me. The hand of God, the oil of God on your life selects you for purpose. Y'all following me? David was selected for purpose. But David was not the only one selected. I'm, I promise you, I'm going to get to 1 Samuel 16, but I need to do a slight little detour. Uh, the Holy Spirit just really kind of just led me back over here to Joshua chapter 1. Verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land I have given you. Wherever you set your foot, that is a future promise, right? Set your foot, not have set your foot, so it's not in the past yet. It is a future declaration from God. He says, wherever you set your foot will be land, will be on land I have given you. Do you know what that really means? What that really means is God is saying, I'm ordering your steps. And every place I order you to go into is where I promised you you would dominate. I promised you you have authority. I promise you will be yours. So when God instructs you to take a job, he instructs you that to dominate, not to go there and to be dominated. When God instructs you to move into a house, he instructs you to dominate it and to pay it off and to owe no man nothing but to love him. When God instructs you to a relationship, he wants you to be successful in that relationship. He does not want that relationship to dominate you. He does not want that person to lord over you. He does not want that person to um, to manipulate you. God wants you to be successful in every area of your life. He said, I promised you what I promised Moses, that wherever you set your foot, every place you take a step, when you take a step for the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I believe that's Psalm 37, 23. The steps of a good man are, are um, ordered by the Lord. So God will cause your steps to be ordered in every place you step that he ordered, he's given it to you. Why would God cause you to go someplace and cause you to lose in the place he's calling you to go? That's not, that doesn't even make sense to me. So 
he begins to outline where God leads him. He says, from the Negev uh, wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River to the east to the Mediterranean in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. So uh, I often tell you this. God has a specific area of your dominance. So we have places that we have authority in, right? We have specific areas, specific arenas, specific parameters that God wants to give you dominance. Because God blesses other people, too, so he doesn't give you other people's stuff. But he does um, know exactly where your position is. He, he knows exactly what to give you. He knows exactly what's yours. And he'll lead you into what's yours. He won't lead you into a covetous thing because you you desire somebody else's stuff. You're coveting after somebody else's stuff. No, don't covet it. Be in covenant with God so God can lead you to the place that you need to go. So he said, as long as you follow my steps, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. And the just shall live by faith. So as long as you're living by faith, no one will be able to stand against you if you go the steps that I have given you. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. So your journey that you're on right now, you're anointed for it. God selected Joshua to lead. Joshua did not select himself. The people did not select Joshua. God selected Joshua because Joshua knew how to follow directions. Joshua knew how to minister. Joshua knew how to serve. Joshua had the heart to see God's provision in spite of what everybody else said. When in a group of 12, he was one of two that saw the provision of God and did not see the problems of man. You have to be around people, whether it's one other person like you, and get around people who see the provision of God beyond the problems of men. God selected him. He selected him out, out of so many. And he selected him, and he caused him to be anointed for the moment. The anointing of God was on him. The hand of God was on him. The hand of God represents the anointing of God. It is just merely the anointing oil is merely a physical representation of the hand of God on your life. So the hand of God was on Joshua's life, and Joshua had dominance. Joshua's feet were anointed to walk into his purpose and to walk into his position. Joshua had specific um, directives and very specific uh, parameters of the blessing. He knew where he was going. So you got to be in a place where you're hearing God, you're planted. I keep telling you, you have to be planted in the house of the Lord to hear that word consistently, and God will give you step by step. That's why coming to church on a regular basis is important so you don't miss a step. You don't ever want to miss a step because, you, I mean, the wrong turn can literally put you five years behind, ten years behind. You could lose a lot by taking the wrong turn. One wrong decision, that's why... You know, you know you have to be in constant communication with God. So I, I needed to just take this detour because he says, be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swear to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, and you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. God does not just tell you just to be successful, but he gives you a process that works. He gives you principles that when followed to the T, work and will cause prominence and prosperity to, uh, to happen in your life. 
I don't care what your bills look like today. I don't care what situation you feel like you're underneath. You can win. You are not um, designed to fail. You are designed, you are built to last. You're built to outlast the problems and the the strongholds that the enemy is trying to put up. You are built to outlast him. Just be of good courage. Don't be afraid to take this step because it's ordered by God. Don't be afraid to take that step. Oftentimes we, we stay in a place of poverty because we don't want to step in to our purpose. Does that make sense to you? I hope it makes sense to you because it makes sense to me. So when I go back to 1 Samuel chapter 16, glory to God, and go back to verse 7, actually, um, let's go to verse 6. I'm going to read this, read this all the way through. When they arrived, Samuel took one look at Eliab and thought, you know what, I am going to, I, I alluded to it the other day. I'm going to jump around just a little bit. I alluded to it, I think, yesterday. Now the Lord said to Samuel, you have mourned long enough for Saul. I have rejected him as king of Israel. So fill your flask with olive oil and go to Bethlehem. Find a man named Jesse who lives there, for I have selected one of his sons to be my king. Glory to God. I'm, I'm so grateful uh, to that scripture because I told you that yesterday. Um, how long are you going to mourn what God rejected? How long are you going to mourn the last season? Listen, it's over. Some things are over. And when they're over, just, just move past it. Get over it. Move beyond it. Um, you take authority over the past. Do not, do, not allow, do, not allow, do not allow the enemy to come back and to bring back those things that cause you mourning again, that cause you to be sad again, uh, those things, those fears that cause you to stir up and to not be able to rest and sleep. Don't allow those things. Don't allow exes and and baby mamas or baby daddies to to do that, to infiltrate your mind, try to bring up things to make you feel less than. Never let people who who don't have leverage try to leverage things over you. People who don't have leverage try to leverage their words against you. They can't do it physically. They can't do it financially, but they'll try to do it emotionally, and they'll do it through words. Don't let them do that. So don't mourn what God has rejected. If God has delivered you from people, don't let what their words say matter to you. Don't give them the value that they don't have. Those words are bankrupt because they don't have value anymore. So don't allow bankrupt words to derail your priceless future. That is so good. Don't let bankrupt words derail your priceless future. Glory to God. That was good. If you like that, you can give me a thumbs up because I I like that one. That was good. Hopefully I see that reposted. Uh, hopefully I see that repost someplace. Tag me in if you repost it. Uh, so he tells him to get the oil ready because he's got to select something. So anointing follows selection. God selects the person first. I know, wow. God selects the person first, and then the oil comes. Glory to God. Glory to glory to God. Glory to God. So when they arrived, verse 6, at at, uh, at Jesse's house, Samuel took one look at Eliab and thought, surely this is the Lord's anointed. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. 
That's what that scripture is. You want to highlight some things. Highlight 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. It tells us that man judges the outer appearance. God looks at the heart, the, not, not the physical heart, but what's in a person's heart. What's in a person's heart? What are their motives, their, their attitude? You know what I mean? Sometimes um, you get blessed because of your heart, not because of what's in your hands, but what's in your heart. Because if I know what's in your heart, I know what your hands can do. Hands follow heart. You, you do whatever's in your heart. Then she told the son, Abinadab, to step forward and walk in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, this is not the one the Lord has chosen. Next, Jesse summoned Shimea. And, but Samuel said, neither is this one of the Lord's chosen. In the same way, all seven of Jesse's sons were presented to Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. And Samuel asked, are these all the sons you have? They are still the youngest, Jesse replied. But he's out in the fields watching the sheep and goats. In other words, God, they, they believed Jesse left him out there to work because they felt like he was too young. He had disqualified him on on his grounds. He wanted to figure out what God would choose, who God would choose. When he thought about kings, he thought about all of his older sons. He, he, he didn't think the boy would be chosen. And sometimes people will disqualify you for a myriad of reasons. He will disqualify you for for a myriad of reasons. The enemy will try to make people discount your age or discount your race or discount your your uh, where you live or what city you came out of, what school you came from. The enemy will use all of these external things to discount you. But when God has anointed you, there is nothing the enemy can do. There is nothing people can do to put you in a bad position. Because God sees you at work. Send for him at once, Samuel said. We will not sit down to eat until he arrives. When God says, I want to see them all, God wants to see them all. And that eighth son, eight, that's why eight is, a, that's why eight is selected as a prophetic word. The seventh one were in the house, but the eighth one was at work. Which Watch this. Which separates a, oh my gosh. There was a prophetic moment that I don't know if anybody's ever taught before, but watch this. The seven that were seeking the position represented Saul. The one who had the heart to work, the eighth one, represented a new beginning. That's why that's a new beginning. It is not just because, you know, he was the eighth one and he was chosen eight just because of the number, just literally because of the number eight meant it was a new beginning. No, seven ran in for a position. Eighth one was doing the job. See, there are position-minded people and there are work-minded people. There are people who are willing to do the work, who are willing to tend the sheep, who are willing to, to work and make sure things get done and accomplished. I believe the anointing always finds its way to people who are already doing something. Jesus did not select one disciple that was unemployed. He selected people who were working. If they weren't working for someone else, they had their own business. They were at work. They had an ethic. They had, you know, the heart to do things. Can I tell you right now, David had the heart. He had the heart to do things. Do you have the heart to work while everybody else is seeking position? 
Do you have the heart to finish your job when everybody else wants to leave early? Do you have the heart to finish the job when everybody else makes excuses to why they should leave early? I'm talking to those hard workers, those people who aren't, who aren't afraid to roll up their sleeves and work harder and grind harder for what they believe God has for them and their family. So Jesse sent for him. He was, a dark, he was dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. And the Lord said, this is the one. Anoint him. So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. He took the horn, a horn, it was a horn. Um, if you look at the King James Verse, it was a horn. And a horn represents, um, when, when you see a horn on an animal, represents authority, royalty, kingship. So he had this horn of oil, and he poured it over David. He did not do what we do in church. I mean, take a little bit of oil and just dab it on his head. He poured the oil over him. So it got on everything. It got on his clothes. It got on his hands. It got on his body. It got on everything. The oil of God rest just ran over him. It over it overflowed upon him. And the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day forward. Then Samuel returned to Ramah. Come on. I need to tell somebody right now. When the Spirit of the Lord came on, it came on him powerfully to advance David in his place until he arrived in his position. It was not only for the position, it was for the journey to the position. He was not instantly king. He was anointed before he was appointed. Some of you are looking for your anointment and appointment at the same time. Many times they do not coincide at the same time. It does not happen simultaneously. God will anoint you far far before he appoints you. God will send the oil on your life, and you'll know that you're anointed, but you'll have to be patient on the moment of your appointment. Who am I talking to right now? I'm talking to somebody right now because somebody gets anointed and they get anxious, and oftentimes people run out there before they're ready, and they run out there and they, they, they struggle for years because their appointment has not arrived yet. Their appointment has not arrived yet. They have not arrived at their appointment. So you don't forfeit your future because of impatience. Learn to be patient and know that you're anointed for the journey. You're just getting in the car. The oil is in the car now. You just filled up at the gas station, and you have a journey to go on. You don't fill up at the gas station, and you pull out of the gas station, and you're instantly at your, at your journey's end. You fill up at the gas station, and you have to drive for a while before you get to to where the oil leads you to, where the oil will purpose you to get to. So when God anoints your head with oil, God will cause the brimming of your cup to overflow. But there has to be something going on in you. You got to be full. You have to be full of expectancy. You have to be full of faith. I said this the other day when we hit Mark 11 and 23, 
um, 22 and 23, it says to us, uh, if a man says to a mountain, be thou removed and plucked up and, and um, cast into the sea, but does not have doubt in his heart, but he really believes it and does not have doubt in his heart, it'll be done for him. And people often say, well, how do I get a place where I don't have doubt in my heart? If I fill you with the word of God and fill you with the respect to uh, respect and honor enough to meditate on that word, it will cause you to flourish and it will cause your heart to be filled so that you can believe God for the overflow. Thou anointest my hand with oil, my cup runneth over, my cup overflows with blessings. Why? Because God's hand is on my life. And when God's hand is on my life, blessings are a byproduct of God's hand. When you know God's hand rests on your life, you better expect God to move on your behalf. Yes, no room for doubt. You got to expect God to move on your behalf. Who is an expectation that God is about to do something amazing? Glory to God. Glory to God. That's why you are anointed. God is not going to waste oil on you. God's not going to, listen, listen, God in the morning make your carpet uh, uh, oily for no reason, your floor oily for no reason. When God spills the oil, he wants the world to know that you're anointed for battle. Watch this. We know that David was anointed for his assignment because now everything he did, he stood out every place else. The anointed will cause you to stand out even in a group of soldiers who won't move, but you'll move. Who won't volunteer, but you'll volunteer. You're not even a soldier, but you'll volunteer because you know the work has to be done. God will cause the the anointing on your life will cause you to take up arms, to fight the good fight of faith, to trust God. He says, I'm coming in the name of the Lord. In other words, the the, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The oil of God is on my life. And God is the oil of God always always gives me to be able to accomplish things in God. The oil of God is going to produce. It's going to produce results in your life. So don't be aggravated in this season. You're anointed to win. You're anointed for overflow. Yes, you who have been putting off really launching your business out there because you don't know if it's going to work. You're doubting yourself. Don't doubt. Do. Listen, You're wondering, can I step out there? Is my gift strong enough? Can I sing well enough? You know, other people sing good too. Don't doubt, just do. Write your book. Don't doubt, just do. Build your family. Don't doubt, just do. Build your ministry. Don't doubt, just do. Flourish. Plant yourself in the house of the Lord, Psalm 92, and flourish in the courts of your God. In other words, If you're not willing to plant yourself in the house of the Lord, don't expect your leaves to blossom. Don't expect your fruits to remain. Get yourself plugged in. Get yourself planted. Get yourself fully focused on the oil of God to make you grow, to cause overflow in your life, and watch what God does for you. Watch what he does for you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Don't doubt, just do. That's a good T-shirt, too. Glory to God. Y'all like that. Don't doubt. Just do. Glory to God. Are you blessed? This is blessing. Let me see some wild faces, some smiley faces, some thumbs up, some 
heartbeats. Let me know that this word is blessing you this morning. I can't, I listen, I'm, I can tell you all the time, just call me Anita Baker. I'm giving you the best that I got, even though it's been so long. Glory to God. I'm excited about God. I am, y'all. I'm excited about the word this weekend. I'm excited about Sunday morning, 11.01 a.m. If you are local and you're not in the house on Sunday, shame on you. We're getting excited about what God is going to do. I believe it's going to be bananas on Sunday. It really is going to be bananas on Sunday. So very grateful for that. Very excited about God's hand moving on our lives and excited about what the word of God is going to be uh, moving forward. Thankful to God for his anointing. Thankful to God for his blessing. Thankful to God for uh, just who he is. And excited about the anointing of God on your life. Glory to God. So today is uh, Friday, Faith and Favor Friday. So um, as we prepare, continue to pray for us. We're still really trying to get everything wrapped up. Um, we took a, we had to put the YouTube and, and stuff on the back burner with this um, keeping 100 challenge that God thrust us into to uh, make sure we can. Hey, man, I know that's right, daughter. Um, we're we're what we've been thrust into, and so many other doors are about to come flinging open. God gave me a, a, He's given me such vision now that's going to be supernatural. I mean, it's going to be supernatural in what we do. Um, so it's going to be powerful, man. I mean, just you just watch. Let me just tell you this. Tell you this. Just watch. Uh, and the words of Bruno Mars, don't believe me, just watch. Tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., Men's Fellowship, Iron Man. I got my Iron Man gear on, yeah. Tomorrow, 10 o'clock, Women's Fellowship, Gift, Growing in Faith Together with our own First Lady Danielle Knox. And then Sunday morning, guys, 11.01 a.m., I get there early. Get there for worship because our worship team is bananas. They're, they are so, so good. Uh, can't wait till we start doing our own material. Watch what God is going to be doing, man. I mean, it's going to be a great year, and we're only just finishing up the first quarter of 2018. We still have three quarters left, and we're already winning the game. So I love you all. God bless you. If you feel led or moved to soul and this word really blessed you, I included the links in the description. If the word really blessed you and you want to sow, say, Pastor, I got $3 I want to sow, or $5, or $500, or $5,000, or $5 million, whatever the Lord leads you to, click on one of those links. Our PayPal link is on there. Our Cash App link is on there. If this word blessed you. Now, if it didn't bless you, you know, hey, sh- just share with somebody just because I asked you to. But if it really blessed you, share with everybody that you know. Encourage them today. Uh, let them know that they don't have to live um, beneath their their desires anymore. They don't have to live beneath their dreams anymore. You can live your dream. You can live your vision. You just have to get the anointing, and the oil is ready for you. I love you all. God bless you. And let live to impact. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Well, I'm done for the week. Good morning, mommy. Good morning, everybody. Oh man, I'm done for the week. So, uh, you guys enjoy your day. I'm gonna get I'll get off of here, get some food in me, and get in the gym, do my workout early, and just um, not do a whole heck of a lot more today. I got got um, I'm gonna go to um, you know our home. I got to do a visitation today. Um, and I, and, I'm, and I think I have another event this evening. I just got to double check. It's just so much going on, just trying to do everything. You just miss stuff. Also, tomorrow, 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 um, 
at 9, at 8 a.m., we will be having men's fellowship, and at 10 a.m., we'll be having women's fellowship. So join us tomorrow, and if not, we'll see you Sunday morning. I love you all. God bless you, and let's listen. Okay. Okay, have a good one.